The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Thanks for hanging. Welcome into Monday. It's Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel, Cotter Clark. Hope you're doing well. Hope you enjoyed the sun today and a little bit of the sun-soaked PBA slash rail yard experience yesterday. Nebraska emphatically uh, with that 20th win, uh, victory over Minnesota, 73-55. We'll spend some time chatting about it. Where do you see Nebraska as uh, you are uh, no doubt keeping track at home on just uh, their projections here? Everyone's got good feels right now. Uh, we think that will continue. Numbers to get in, 489-1240, 489 or 800-825-5865. Is there a future shakeup in the world of college football? Well, let's all nod our heads silently when it comes to expansion in the Big Ten and SEC takeover. How soon and who are the Big Ten going to go after? Uh, Josh Pate. Uh, college football voice from CBS has some theories. We'll go over some of those, and we'll have our draft as expansion looms again as the Big Ten may expand. It looks pretty interesting. Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride in one hour, part of our Blackshirt Hour, a Monday with Charlie, and then Jay Moore going to be with us, Blackshirt Husker NFLer, co-host Big Red Wrap-Up. So we'll get all that covered. Fellas, how we doing? On a Monday, we'll get to roll call our starting five, our shout-outs here for the first five into the stream. You can watch the show, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Subscribe and like. Tell a friend about the uh, the channel there. Different social media platforms on our different affiliates that carry Hale Varsity Radio on the Hale Varsity Radio Network. And follow, as always, the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. Herbal Essence is Elijah's Twitter handle at C underscore Clark underscore 27. That's it. We ran out of room for Connor's Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio for me. So, Connor, you and I were down at the ball game. Elijah, you were locked in catching it. I'm sure you uh, were enjoying the sunshine. You had the grill going. No, no grill no. going, unfortunately. And the pickup soccer fell through. We had some... We had a rash of injuries this weekend, which seems suspicious That's to so me. That's so shocking in soccer. Well, Somebody got looked at wrong, and oh no, it's time to fall like a sniper on the tower. We had a bruised heel, quote-unquote, a sore rotator cuff, quote-unquote. I'm like, you don't even use your arms in soccer. What does a rotator cuff have to do with anything? But that fell through. That was frustrating. We made the most of our Sunday anyway. And uh, guess he has basketball with an impressive performance. That's a win. Uh, pick up soccer, falling through. Yeah, what a joke. Like, no offense to my stand, friends. Staying silent. But are you a rotator cuff, Jacob? Are you serious, bud? Are you serious? You're going to pull that one on me? I didn't know soccer was that physical, Connor. I mean, I'm sure, like, most soccer dudes could whoop me, but, you know, the whole pickup thing. I mean, I don't know. You're muted, big cat. There we go. Connor, my whole... Connor cussed before hopping in there. I saw I was reading lips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me make sure this thing is muted. 
my my whole joke with soccer is that it's cross country with a ball. Um, so I don't I'm not buying the upper body injuries there either. So take it what you will, but hey, you're the one calling out names here. So I'm gonna leave you do that. Uh, bunch of Nancys is what Brian says. Jacob, uh, Sam, Corbin, if you're out there listening, I don't believe you one bit. No. Uh, we can move on now. Let's get our, our starting five. Mike checks in. He's number one. Patrick is in at number two. Brandon, who uh, uh, let that salvo, salvo fly, is in at three. Jeff at four. Tuck says, let's talk soccer, not. Uh, Brennan just misses the top five. Rankus already. Brennan wants Nebraska in the AP or the coaches top 25 for men's basketball. And uh, Jeff uh, also is right on. What a weekend for Husker Athletics. Uh, yeah, baseball and basketball both looking good. Uh, Eric checks in as well. Crew is back. We got to hear about Crew's adventure to Mexico. Uh, Justin says hello. Patrick is in. And, yeah, uh, the football slam dunk contest even made local news where Patrick's located in Indianapolis. That's pretty awesome. So we'll take more of your comments, your thoughts on Nebraska. Uh, Drunk Monk says, what's up? Happy Monday, everybody. So uh, away we go with Nebraska basketball. So I'll say this as Elijah will get back to us. Connor, uh, Nebraska has had moments where they're, they're talented in, in Husker basketball lore when we talk about tournament teams. We've had moments where they've gotten hot, and I thought that the team in 2014 with, with Petaway and, and Walt and, um, and Cope, were, uh, were, were, they got real hot. I mean, they won it. Uh, Cope might have been a few years back, but you get what I'm saying. They, they won it at Michigan State. They, they won the no-sit Sunday uh, showdown against uh, Final Four team Wisconsin, and, and they got in as that 11 seed. Uh, they were real hot, and Tim Miles said at the time, I don't know if we're good or we're hot. Well, they were, they were hot. And, and I think this team is, is good. And, you know, that's a sweet revelation on a Monday at 412. But they are, are just owning teams. They're, they're dismantling teams. They're winning, and they're not even playing lights-out offense. But what's looking good here is the fact that they've locked in defensively and they looked as good as they've ever looked defensively last night and they looked uh, like the more fit they were the more physical team and, and all of that coming together the buy-in and then you see it happen we go back to Indiana super important to see that proof of concept where all right it, it gets uh, it gets to, to, to pucker time and uh, they they find a way to respond they needed to find a way to uh, to stave off that 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 negative momentum or that adversity, uh, they flipped it around. They got the one uh, when they needed on the road. And it seems like thing the, the the clouds parted for this basketball team. Maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves, but they are good, and they've got a different actor to do it for them. It seems like every night they are good, and it's a mixture of things and. Something that really stuck out to me, what Fred said in the post-game presser yesterday that you and I were at, and he said some weird things happened, and they still found a way to be up eight at halftime. And when he says weird things, like not so good things happening offensively for Nebraska ball. I mean, I don't remember the exact number, but K-State and Rink were combined like two for 11 at one point in that first half, and they still found a way to almost be up double digits at the break. So 
You've had a couple of moments of that here lately. You go back to the Penn State game. Shots weren't falling then, but they still found a way to win by 19. Um, and that's a testament to the defense and how hard that they've been playing on that end of the floor. You saw it in uh, Indiana for probably 30 minutes. There was about a 10-minute stretch, and, and we talked about this at length earlier uh, last week about how that league got whittled down to three, but then they really kind of picked it up again. So it's a mixture of that. It's a mixture of you know the defense playing well. You are playing the lower half of the league right now, but the contrary to that is you're taking care of business when you're supposed to, and you're doing it more so more convincingly than I think people expect you to. Yesterday, I was not expecting a 73-55 to 55 win for Nebraska over Minnesota. I thought it was going to be a dogfight. And you kind of saw the roles reverse from that first meeting that they had out in Minneapolis. Minnesota was easily the more tough team, the more physical team. They made more plays. Obviously, feeding off the barn crowd up in Minneapolis helps. But then you come back to PBA, and Josiah Alec gets two offensive rebounds right off the rip. The team was just physical. They out-rebounded Minnesota. They committed less turnovers than Minnesota. They shot the ball better than Minnesota. They made plays when they needed to make plays, and that's a really good quality to have in this group. Again, I know they're not playing the cream of the crop in the Big Ten right now, but they're dominating the teams below them. And as Seamus said, his stat in the presser yesterday, the fact that they've won four conference games in a row by 15 or more for the first time since 1911, that says something about this group. I think they're peaking at the right time. We'll see how that goes against Ohio State, a team that's won two really big games. But mm-hmm. it should be interesting down the stretch. But, yeah, this team is playing very well. And it's, it's not just Husker fans who see it right now. You heard John Beeline postgame yesterday compare this team to the Michigan team that he took all the way to the Final Four a couple of years ago. You have Joe Lenardi today releasing his limited bracketology. It's not the full breakdown, but he did – uh, break down the top seeds as well as the bubble. Nebraska, following that game, now off the bubble. They're off the last four by list. They've fought places with Texas. Texas is back onto the bubble. Nebraska is off the bubble for the time being in a good way. Like, it's not just Husker fans who saw the performance against Minnesota and said, wow, that was impressive, especially given what happened early in the season. Other people are taking note, and they understand that right now, Nebraska is playing their best basketball of the season. I'm not saying that this team is head and shoulders better than they were early in the season, but what is impressed me as of the past four games has been the consistency. They've been able to stack performances back to back to back to back of maybe not full 40 minutes, but for the most part, 35 minutes, if not 40, you've been out playing the other team. You've been out hustling the other team. You've just been the better team and you're supposed to be doing it against these teams. It's not the fact that they're winning. It's the way in which they're winning with just a full 40 minutes of intensity and I mean, really all those games except for Indiana where you had 35 minutes of intensity and you still ended up getting a 15-point win. That's what's impressed me about this Husker basketball team as of late. Not the fact that they're winning. It's how they're winning these basketball games in really dominating fashion. The way they're winning is going to travel. Sorry, No, go for it. But over the last three years, and this has been a common theme with a Fred Oiberg team at Nebraska – they get really good at this time of the year. Mm. Obviously, you go back to last year, they were fantastic in February. You can go two seasons ago where they upset Wisconsin and Ohio State on the road, games that nobody thought that Nebraska was going to win. So it's that common theme that you've seen with Fred Hoiberg teams now. And I get it. This team's been pretty good from the jump of the season. They've won 20 games for a reason. But it just kind of seems like they're on a steady incline right now. Again, you factor in the competition. But as Elijah said, it's the way in which they're winning, that turns some heads and that opens some eyeballs. So it'll be interesting to see how they go down the stretch, but it's a pretty interesting common theme now that we've seen from a Fred Hoiberg team in Lincoln. 
Drunk Monk chimes in to play that gross offensive first half and still be up, be up by eight. That's grit. They made many bow in the second well, half. The, the way I saw it was that's was big. Minnesota really came out. They were they were a, a pretty intense team for twenty minutes. Nebraska really exceeded their 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 energy with the first twenty minutes. That's why you're up by eight. And then Minnesota waned late, and Nebraska even turned it up to another notch in the second half. That was the difference. That's what I'm saying with the how they're winning these basketball games is Minnesota threw their first their best punch in the first half. Nebraska matched it, and Nebraska stayed standing. Nebraska kept on fighting. Minnesota didn't. That was the difference last night. And you saw it in Minneapolis where Nebraska threw the first punch. It was almost the opposite. Nebraska threw their best punch in the first half. They didn't play a full 40 minutes of basketball. Minnesota got some momentum going in the second half, and you saw how that team waned. Obviously, being in front of the home crowd, it's expected of you to go play a full 40 minutes of basketball. But Nebraska came out, weathered the storm early, weathered that intensity from Minnesota, knowing that they were playing for their NCAA tournament lives, and just went and outlasted them in the second half with that intensity. Ben Johnson nailed it in his postgame, desperate for March. His compliment to Fred and the crew last night. You know, I just felt like for our guys, um, it was the first time we've been here, and so I just told them, that's what like desperation feels like and we have to learn from that you know that's what a a possessed team looks like and feels like and not that we didn't want to win because i know we did but there's there's levels and um and i just thought they they rose to a different level and, and again i you know credit this place this is one of the hardest places to play in the league you know that i think they do a really good job of feeding off the crowd and the energy in here and we just didn't respond well but Part of that not responding well is because, you know, they did a really good job. They are uber confident. They're confident now that Illinois shortfall gave him some confidence. You didn't see the follow-up, but you saw some of the travel. At least they looked the same against Indiana. Mm. They came out and just kind of started uh, uh, going wood woodshed on them. And you got to travel now. You get a rest today. You got to get ready for Ohio State. That'll be awesome Thursday night to just see how Nebraska goes in and responds to the moment, and then you're taking on a hot team that's kind of fighting for their lives. I mean, it's a, it's a quad one opportunities. Sure. Uh, we have Tom online. We'll get to him in just a second. I'll just say, if Nebraska wins that game against Ohio State, that is as close to a lock as you can be. I would sure. say you can, you can lose the final two games and probably still make it don't in, depending, on, into the depending on how it looks. You don't want I want that. you to erase that from your head okay. immediately, Elijah. <laughs> okay, it's done. It's done. I'll burn the tape. Let's get Tom on. Tom, uh, welcome into Hale Varsity. Thanks for calling. Hey, Schmitty. Thanks a lot. I looked for you yesterday. I couldn't find you. We, uh, we were in the rail yard for a little bit and then uh, got to the uh, the media spot, and away we went. So, yeah. you got to we, look for the hair. The hair is the dead giveaway. Well, Search I was, above. and I was looking <laughs> down below where I think he might have a relative or two setting. And I've I, got a I, couple I, of friends. Uh, old Calvin, Calvin Klein is, is okay, down there. Okay. Yes. Do you think part of the reason for for playing on the for losing close games on the road might be in the back of their minds that they're not going to get a call from the officials as much as they are have things go a little bit better at home, even though. It seems like they still get screwed quite a bit of the time with, with uh, when they play at home. I think they it. finally, Tom, come to the realization, and, and Fred's probably preached it, there's going to be road whistles, there's going to be Big Ten whistles. You just got to keep playing. They have changed, fellas, don't you think, from think looking for a call 
to just well, playing ball. And it's not just officiating. There's a multitude of the back of the mind type things that I think have been wearing on Nebraska on the road. It's mm. not just the officiating, but that sure hasn't helped. No. Well, they, they, they beat up on Indiana so bad that I think that, uh, that and Indiana being as bad as they are this year, the, the, the officials probably say, well, you know, Nebraska's out playing them. We're just going to let it go. Well, that's, that's fair. Close. Tom, thanks for the phone call. We're up against a break, bud, but uh, we will see each other for, uh, for Rutgers. How's that? Sounds good. We'll look for you, Schmitty. All right, bud. There he is. Bye. Appreciate it. More hoops uh, thoughts. Hour one wide open for you at 489-1240. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Hale Varsity powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Connor's got one more segment, then he's hitting the road. He'll be uh, locally uh, broadcasting the uh, Southwest game. Southeast. Is it Southeast? Southeast and, and Creighton Prep. Southeast and Prep. I knew it was Prep. You head up to the cage, and that's that's an incredible environment to, to be doing a game. Oh, you're going to love it, I'm dude. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, no, the, the, the birdcage is a good time. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Also, you should be Well, thank you for telling me that. Thank you for telling me that. Now I know to call it that on the air, so... It, I'm still a rookie, I feel like, in Nebraska high school sports. So You're all right. I, I need some, some teaching. Another piece of, of information for you here. Tay Moore becomes a 1,000-point scorer for Lincoln Southeast over the weekend in their district game. I believe the fourth Lincoln Southeast night in history, I believe, was the stat I saw. Mm. I'm not sure if you pulled that for your uh, your pregame coverage, but we're just doing all your work just, for you. Just ask a night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's uh, get the lowdown here on, on Nebraska's resume. And uh, some some reaction here from the uh, the uh, the talking heads as as well as uh, some of the coaches. You know, Nebraska right now at twenty and eight, uh, four and six Q one quad one, three and two quad two. That best win is the Purdue victory. And what do you guys think the worst loss is? Because that's let's play committee here for a minute, okay? Let's let's let's, uh, let's throw on a, a tweed jacket. Sip some, uh, I would say, white wine and have a slice <laughs> of cheese and, uh, and say, okay, to me, I, I say it's Maryland. I know rankings say it's Rutgers. Rutgers is a mother to deal with but, <laughs> on the road. And, and at least it was overtime. Like yeah. in the Rutgers game, like you without, had, without, you had without opportunities Juan. to win. Maryland went and just scrubbed the floor with you. Yeah, they just beat the hell out uh, of you. To me, it's between Maryland or maybe Iowa. And Iowa's a bubble team in their own right, but they also beat you by, like, what, 25, something like that? Like, Yeah, but you, here's the thing that's so screwed up about Nebraska. If you want to just go woulda, coulda, shoulda, because we're good at that. I mean, they were up 10 the first five minutes at Maryland. They were up 15 uh, against Minnesota. They were up 12 twice in the second half, even without Gary when he went out. They were still up. So this team we're talking about that's now 10-7 and seven in the Big Ten and at 20-8, and eight, if if maybe you have a hard lesson against Rutgers or or Iowa, right after a big win, couple of big wins, but you you have your your Indiana moment earlier in the season. We're not talking about where they're projected right now. And the net, the Kempom, the KPI, the SOR, and the BPI all have Nebraska with some thumbs up: 41, 34, 28, 27, 37. Bracket Matrix has Nebraska in 100 out of 100 brackets. Uh, you have Team Rankings has Nebraska at a 91% chance. And then uh, T, um, 
uh, Ranktology has Nebraska as an 87% at-large team right now. What's the percentage of getting an automatic qualifier, though? I have not done that research. <laughs> I, am, I am, brother. If if that happens, I will uh, scorn not going to Indy for round three of of shrimp cocktail sauce. Uh, so Lenardi and 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 Palm and Katz and DeCourcy all have Nebraska in that higher seed number, two tens and a three tens and a nine. But we all love Lenardi putting Nebraska as a ten seed against Florida in Omaha. You want to talk about no yes. ch- no chance of paying less than a G <laughs> to get in to see that game? Uh, that'd be that'd be cool. Can I can I provide a hot take to that? Please. Worst loss of the year. Sure. I I think I go with Maryland because again, as Elijah said, just the way in which they beat you. You started that game well, but you knew that three point shooting wasn't going to be as sustainable. Rutgers is in that conversation. Iowa's in that conversation. But what if I said Creighton? Because they mopped the floor with you in your building. I know it was early in the year. Creighton's a four seed. Creighton's a four seed. They've beaten Alabama. It's a rivalry. They didn't shoot great that night, but they shot well enough. And but they beat you by thirty. No, I know. I absolutely at home twenty nine. <laughs> Big difference. Oh, my bad. Let's just let's just meet in the middle. They covered. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. So the score that shall not be recited, but I think you know the worst again, day. I, the I worst really day kicking matter. is Creighton, okay? But there was kind of a chance that was going to happen. Sorry, not by yeah, there thirty, was, and I, that might be the loss that might you know bother Husker fans the most. But I, again, it's a hot take. I don't think that's their worst loss. I, I go Maryland all day, but it's just kind of something to think about because of just the way in which they lost at home. Too, you add that on top of it, considering well they have not lost since in that building to me their only loss uh so well don't say that yet don't say that yet at home yeah dude don't say that yet there's no i i listen you, from the, the guy who uh, said uh, there's a lot coming on thursday Come i on. i told you this yeah, i told we're, you we're just cursing nebraska here <laughs> <laughs> no we're taking all the arrows they're a lock if they beat ohio state they're not gonna lose another game at home we're just just absolutely someone knocked on someone's are, are, are you are you ready to cross over that 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 line and say okay they're in you're confident you're comfortable it would take the most Nebraska-esque meltdown, well, something that you couldn't imagine or have foreseen ever, and you've been through a lot as a Nebraska basketball fan. You've seen a lot. You've endured a lot to, to go sideways after. And listen, it's not the end, the end-all, be-all beating Minnesota. It's not the end-all, be-all whacking Penn State. But, again, the way they're doing it, and they're not even playing great ball. Think if they get their studs back and – Kisei goes on a heater. Wiltshire's hot the same day. I mean, they could they could do some damage if they're hitting their shots, actually. Right now, they're winning with hustle plays. They're being gritty, and you love it. That's what Nebraska fans are excited about. They're giving themselves the opportunity. But listen, I want to see what they do against Ohio State, not to make my decision, but I want to see them rise to that moment against a team that is just – playing out of their mind and playing free because they, they whacked their coach. That's weird. Usually you get your one-win bounce after you, you whack a coach. Mm-hmm. Now you, you move forward. And listen, they, they can't 
put their feet up. I don't think Fred will let them do that. I think they've learned enough of this uh, this roller coaster in this season where they're they're probably done not selling out and doing the gritty hustle plays. Maybe they go back on vacation. I don't know, but they've looked different two out of the last three road games, and they've looked locked in defensively in the rebounding part. I mean, they're sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's the same football conversation we've had for five years around here. But they're, they're a little bit different. They, they feel different, and they feel well-positioned to finish this season on a seven-game winning streak. That, that, I'll say that. I, I don't care if I put that out there and curse them. Oh, Ohio State <laughs> is not the most imposing road environment, despite how well they've smoked played. Them. You've already smoked them. Obviously, they're playing a lot better than they were whenever Holtman was around, but it's still not an imposing road environment. I still think Nebraska is the better team. Michigan is bad. They're better at home. But you get again, a week off. You have a week off, and it's not the most imposing road environment. The two road games you have left you are the better team, for yeah. you. I mean, Ohio State's quad one, and among any road quad one opportunity you get in the Big Ten, Ohio State's going to be your best chance to go win it. Michigan, you got to go win that game. They're just not good. You just want to go. You want to go into Indianapolis, not limping in. Well, you've had, you've with had a, a double buy. Yeah, you've had a strong finish because lay this out here. What are the chances they get into that four spot, fellas? I mean, what what's the the schedule look like for Northwestern and in Wisconsin and and Illinois? I think it's and maybe curse me for saying this. I think they get a good shot because yeah. not more so of Northwestern, but more so because of Wisconsin. They still, they have, still Illinois. have Illinois and Purdue yeah. left on their schedule. And I bet you they drop one of those and you hold the tiebreaker over Wisconsin. So that could be really interesting. And I don't see Wisconsin winning out. So I think them dropping one of those two games is your best shot at getting a double buy. I think it might happen. As for feeling comfortable on the tournament side, if you're a Nebraska fan after last night, I don't blame you for feeling pretty good. Because you're at 20, you're at 10 conference wins, you got three games left against favorable opponents. If you beat Ohio State on the road, convincingly on top of that, I think you feel even better. Well, and, and That's you, where I'm going to put it. I'm not going to say lock because I know that's a curse word right now, but I think you feel really good if you win at Ohio State, and I think you feel pretty good right now. Well, and Connor, you laid out the, the schedule for Wisconsin down the stretch. Not great for them. Northwestern's got a, a tough finish to the season. Well, uh, it's, it's Iowa, Michigan State, and Minnesota, which on its face you go, okay, they could win out. But it's on the road against Iowa, on the road against Michigan State, and then a home game against Minnesota. Two and one wouldn't surprise me there. One and two wouldn't surprise me there. Three and oh would be the most surprising result to me out of what Northwestern could potentially do down the stretch. And if Nebraska wins out and Northwestern's two and one, you have the exact same standing in conference. And then what's the tiebreaker, Connor? Do you know? It's got something to do with the best win of the year. I don't know who would have the tiebreaker in that scenario. Nebraska, because they've um, beaten Wisconsin, and yeah. Northwestern has not beaten Wisconsin. Yeah, so I, w- I would say that, yeah. All right, well, B-line. I just like, I, sorry, just real quick on, on Northwestern, too. I feel like they've figured out how to play injured. I mean, they weren't very deep to begin with, so this isn't anything very new. I know they're still adjusting, but... Just the way that Wisconsin's played down the stretch, it it makes me question whether or not they can take care of business. Well, let's sneak in Beeline as he's all for a, uh, a you know a championship game appearance by Nebraska. Have you found it? You got her? No, but I'll find it here in a second. Got it. Okay, Beeline was all uh, in favor of the big red train here, keeping on moving. 
It remind me a little bit of our 2018 team that went all the way to the championship game. That I think they like each other. I, they got everybody goes out there and they got a lot of talent and everybody can score in different ways. But when they get down at the other end of the court, they lock in. Yep. And as a coach. Like, you have all kinds of schemes that you can do to try and stop, like a Zach Eady and what you're doing. They have individual defenders that can just shut a guy out, and you don't have to give help. So now you're never in long closeouts. Minnesota can't get open to get easy shots. It's a difference for Nebraska. This defensive team, first in the league in defensive field goal percentage. I never thought I would ever say that in the same tone in Nebraska. Maybe for football, they could be in that, but not in basketball. This is amazing. So, listen, you, you've had the talking heads, you've got the sentimental part of this is Nebraska, the team not to win an NCAA tournament game. People like Fred, uh, they should. He's a really good coach. His system's being executed well. And he's got his kids playing, again, gritty. So, you put all that into the pot. Tastes pretty good right now if you're a Nebraska fan. And um, we'll see. And it's okay. You're gonna still white knuckle till some of you till selection Sunday, but you can loosen the grip a little bit. Not just because they beat Minnesota, because how they're playing. Connor, farewell. Have a safe trip, dude. Thank you, guys. All right, Connor, off to uh, call some high school ball. We'll uh, hit some uh, Big Ten expansion football next.